When your time is up, how do you want to go? Burial? Cremation? Or maybe something that is being touted as one of the most sustainable funeral options, human composting. It is purely natural ingredients. There are no chemicals and no insects or worms or whatsoever involved. That's Pablo Metz, a 42-year-old entrepreneur from Berlin who wants to shake up Germany's funeral industry. Now, other than Pablo, personally, I haven't given my own death or funeral much thought yet. It's not really something... Uh, people plan early either, is it? Nobody really wants to tempt fate, I guess. But as I discovered while chatting with Pablo on this episode, it really is worth looking into because a lot of the standard practices aren't just unsustainable, they're also quite off-putting, and the options you have are rather limited. Now, one of the allegedly most sustainable options, human composting, is still either illegal or rather fringe, depending on where you are based. In the US, for instance, only six states have legalized human composting since 2019. And in Germany, one out of 16 states has agreed to a test period until the end of 2023. But as things stand, in Germany, most people go for energy-intensive cremation, or are buried for lack of any other options. But Pablo wants to make human composting the new normal and has created a startup called Meine Erde or My Earth. And he's convinced this will catch on in Germany and beyond once people fully understand the benefits. But before discussing the ins and outs of the process, I wanted to get Pablo's story and why he is so passionate about human composting. Previously, you ran a company for child safety products, and now, yes, as well. now you're in the death industry, right, <laughs> so to speak. I mean, <laughs> how did that happen? To be honest, when I left my previous company, I was talking to my family, of course, and also to my kids. And my kids came back from one of these Fridays for Futures demonstrations, which were happening regularly here before Corona in Berlin, uh, where the young generation really tried to make us, the older ones, aware of the climate crisis and how much they feel threatened in their future. So when, when, when we sat down, they told me, why don't you do something good for, for, like, for change? And I tried to understand what that meant. And what that means, if you really boil it down to the essential means, we have to stop burning carbon. Because, of course, we can save things and we can make things better. But after all, we just need to stop burning carbon wherever it is. And one day I talked to my grandmother and she just recently passed away now uh, with 99 years of age. But three years ago, we talked about how do you imagine your own burial? She told me, well, there are only two options. I can get either cremated or be buried in the soil. And both alternatives didn't really appeal to her. Mm -hmm. She found the brutal or not comforting in, in, in any way. Mm -hmm. So that's when I realized, well, don't we need in this step of our lives that everybody is taking an alternative that feels better? And when you then realize that 80% of Germans getting cremated and we use a lot of fossil fuel to do that, that's when both ends basically came together. And I realized, okay, well, if we find a natural, sustainable burial method, we could first of all help the younger generation, mm -hmm. but also the older generation, by providing a beautiful funeral option. Mm -hmm. And that's how Meine Erde was created. Mm -hmm. And so your grandmother, was she, I mean, what happened to her, if I may ask, was that too personal? 
No, that's not 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 too personal. Luckily enough, we were able to develop the whole idea of uh, Reerdigung, so human composting, before she passed away, and um, she will now be turned into soil and be buried on a cemetery uh, as soil and we'll be able to plant a tree on her grave and um, just before she passed away she told my mother again that this is really what she wanted for herself so I'm really happy and grateful that I could not only develop that method and offer it to everybody but of course also to my grandmother. Pablo, okay, perhaps then if we, if we go into the actual process, can you perhaps explain how does it work? How does this human composting work? It's pretty simple because we just learn from nature. We just do what's happening out in the woods for millions of years. When a tree dies, it falls to the ground and gets transformed into soil. And that also applies to animals and, of course, also to our human body. We bed the body in a special coffin, which we call cocoon, on a bed of straw and hay, all natural materials. Mm -hmm. We close that cocoon and aerate it for the next 40 days. So there will be oxygen in there and water as well, a a certain amount of water. Mm -hmm. And that's all nature needs. And only through the most natural process, it heats up to more than 70 degrees Celsius. This also helps to transform the mass much quicker, the organic material. And after 40 days, only soil remains. And as in all burial methods, some bones will remain, which we then softly ground up, mix it under the soil again, and then this soil can be buried on a cemetery. So that's like a, a cremulator. That's the same sort of equipment that you use then with conventional it is cremation very similar to, to, to grind to the bones. Exactly. Understood. Exactly. It's very similar to what, what, what they're using in a, in a crematory. And also after 30 years on a cemetery, you still find the bones. So that is just a very natural thing. Okay. But let me get this straight. that You don't add any chemicals or anything of the sort that would be unsustainable to the mix. It is purely no, natural ingredients. It is purely natural ingredients. There are no chemicals and no insects or worms or whatsoever involved. It is just the microbes that are in our human body and on naturally on the straw and hay. So we don't add any extra microbes as well. You can imagine on a cemetery, you have summer and winter. Sometimes it rains, sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And we can provide the perfect conditions all year round. Mm-hmm. And how much soil do you then end up with after the process? Let's say you take an average adult. Yeah, um, so it should always end up with about like 100 to 120 kilos of new soil um wow that, 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 that's also, more than the body then right so you, that it, it's, it's ma- more than the body yeah exactly because the bed of straw and hay also transforms into soil of course mm-hmm. but then again if you imagine there's a human body of 80 kilos for example and on a cemetery you only just carry a small urn of ashes mm-hmm you wonder where the whole body is gone. So seeing that soil and that rich life that turned into rich soil 
and provides a foundation for future life, that is something that the families afterwards always told me is something very helpful. Okay, um, Pablo, I mean, you, you, you sort of touched upon it a little bit, but perhaps if we talk a bit about um, the environmental benefits, could you perhaps outline um, what are the environmental benefits um, of this process? And perhaps if you start by comparing it to cremation. Well, very, very simply, for cremation, you need a lot of fossil natural gas, which you burn to burn a body for an hour or more at 1000 degrees Celsius. Mm. And we just don't do that. So our process if you is if you want to carbon neutral. I mean, just to put that into figures, I found various stats here on this. I mean, one yeah. figure said that uh, cremating one corpse emits um, over 200 kilograms of carbon dioxide into the air, which is about the equivalent mm -hmm. of driving 470 miles in a car. The other stats that I found, it was uh, the bigger numbers um, that, for instance, with 800,000 people choosing cremation in Germany each year, that adds up to 800,000 tons of CO2. That's roughly the amount emitted annually by a city like Koblenz with 100,000 inhabitants. So this is significant, right? Well, first of all, we as society need to stop burning carbon. We have to go to zero. So any CO2 emitted is too much. Mm -hmm. How much is it really? Well, there is a lot of discussion and it really depends on who created the, the numbers and statistics. But it is something between... 500 pounds and or so 250 kilos and a metric ton somewhere in between we are right now we asked a an external organization to create a life cycle analysis for us mm. we are still waiting for the results but it's somewhere in between okay if we then compare it perhaps to regular burials you know when people are put in mm -hmm. a coffin placed in the ground i mean i guess i'm sort of wondering you know what is the main difference here to what you mm. are doing well, if I, if I may add one more perspective for cremation, mm -hmm. um, because right now, if we talk about Germany, for example, or the, the developed countries, uh, there are really great filters in the chimney. So there is not much of uh, the harmful substances being blown in the atmosphere, but they're collected in these filters. And these filters are, well, we don't really know what to do with them. So we store them underground next to... The, the atomic waste, because they will just be there forever. They're highly poisonous. And that is one perspective nobody talks about. So that is also something we are avoiding with our burial method. Okay. And if, um, so they're toxic, not poisonous. But if we compare it to the traditional burial method, we might not be talking about uh, human composting if 80% of the people would choose a natural or like a traditional burial as it is performed in Germany. That is what you would call, what people would call in the United States, a natural burial. Because in Germany, bodies are not embalmed. And that is a difference, of course, to the United States, where the majority of the bodies is embalmed. Mm. And if you talk about embalming, then you take all these chemicals, you put them in that, those into the body, and you bury that into the soil. Yeah. In Germany, however, that's different. There's only a very small number of people or of deceased persons being embalmed. So that effect is not that big. But of course, everything that we have in our body will be just washed out and go into, the, in, into groundwater. And since 
during the transformation process in the cocoon, all medication and whatever will be, would be broken up. There would there are no harmful medica, uh, medication in, in the soil. There are no other harmful or toxic waste in the soil. Mm -hmm. Anything that you could have in traditional burials. Is that, I mean, that's something that's interesting because according to a study that I found by the Christian Albrechts University in Kiel, yeah. one in four cemeteries in Germany has problems with so-called wax corpses. Um, yeah. So corpses uh, that haven't decomposed properly because the coffins are hermetically sealed and in solid and wet soils. Um, and they also said that another result from that is that bacteria from the Uh, the dead, and also um, um, drug residues uh, pollute the soils and the groundwater. Yeah. I mean, this is something then that you can circumvent completely w with what you're doing. Your, your compost doesn't have any residues whatsoever? No, we, we are cooperating closely uh, with the University of Leipzig. So we're testing all of our soil and there are no uh, toxic residues in the soil Or whatsoever. And the phenomenon that you described is actually growing more and more in importance because more and more cemeteries have this problem of bodies not transforming into soil. And the problem is getting bigger. Of course, no cemetery would want to talk to families about it. And that's all right, mm. uh, because it feels horrible to know that the loved one that you're burying on a cemetery will not be transformed into soil even after 30 years' time. Mm -hmm. But that is a real problem, and it's also an ecological problem. But it is, just from my understanding, to get this straight as well, because it sounds like, you know, a super short process, 40 days. <laughs> um, and then at the end of that, <clears throat> even if you've got a patient, I don't know, who's been taking medication or drugs all their life, there's no chemical mm -hmm. residues in your compost. No, nothing that we could measure so far. So as, as I said, uh, We're cooperating with the university. They're testing everything, and there's nothing that could be found. Wow. And is that because of the microbes, or why is that? What's what's breaking those chemicals down so fast? Well, yeah, it's it's definitely just the process as it, it works. It breaks everything da down on a uh, molecular level, basically. Mm -hmm. So it's like Lego taking everything apart and building it together to something new. Mm -hmm. Well, we see there's a body going in and soil coming out, but that also happens to all the medication and other toxic materials that we might have collected during our lives in the body. And it's just decomposed and put together to a new thing. And that new thing is just very rich and fertile soil. Mm. I've been talking about the, the regular burials, uh, right? I mean, there were, as you mentioned, you know, the, the aspect in the US, for instance, with the embalming fluid. I mean, I've got a stat here that said mm -hmm. it was like 4 million gallons of carcinogenic yeah. embalming fluid used on bodies uh, that will also go into the ground, uh, polluting the soil, etc. Uh, then you've got also the lacquered wood, steel and other metal caskets that are buried, you know, alongside the corpse. But there's also the space issue, because obviously this takes up a lot of space. Um, in the US, nearly 3 million people die each year. I mean, they don't have such a space issue, maybe, as the Germans have. But, um, I mean, this is also well, well, one of well, them. Well, I, I, I would counter that argument, even though it is in my favor. <laughs> um, Go ahead. Because more and more people are choosing cremation. So there are about 35,000 cemeteries in Germany. And since most of the cemeteries have been planned for traditional burials, they were calculated with larger grave sites. But now everybody's choosing cremation. 80% of the people are choosing cremation. So you need just a quarter or maybe only a fifth of the grave size per burial. Mm -hmm. So actually in Germany, 
there's quite the opposite to be seen. Cemeteries are dying because they are too empty. If we, I mean, if we all then look at the, the, you know, this being a final resting place, I mean, people sort of, I think, also assume, you know, you die, you maybe get a grave, and then you're there for good. But that actually isn't the case in Germany, is it? It's almost like a rent model where you pay for a certain period. And then after that, either the corpse or whatever's left has to be removed, dug up, or something goes on top of it. But it's like you're renting a space, right? Exactly. Uh, you're renting uh, renting a space. I mean, from a economical point of view, that, of course, makes more sense. So being German again, <laughs> that way, if you want to, because selling a place for good is, from a cemetery point of view, not a, not a great business model. But you really pointed out the ethical problem here is... What happens after 30 years, mm. um, especially now that we know that the bodies aren't, won't be gone after 30 years. Mm. So there are two things what they're doing is uh, when opening a grave and selling it or renting it out uh, to, to another family, if they still find a body or remains of the body, those remains will be buried either deeper in the same gravesite. So you would stack people on, on top of each other. Mm. Or they would remove it and put it somewhere else on the cemetery. But then you as a family, you don't know where, where, where that relative is anymore on, on, on the cemetery. Yeah. So that is also an emotional problem that we're facing here. And of course, that is different in other cultures or religions. But this is how we deal with it in Germany, yes. Mm. If we, I mean, looking at also the graves and the fact that, you know, you have to also pay for, for burials. I mean, it's also a cost factor uh, for, for whoever dies. Um, and there are all sorts of price tags, right, from sort of depending which, which model you go for. But if you could perhaps give us an idea just how competitive or, or how costly um, is uh, the process of uh, human composting? Well, that, of course, really depends on where you're looking. If I talk about Germany now... Our idea is that a Reerdigung, a human composting, is priced at the same level as a, an average cremation. Mm -hmm. uh, so what does that mean? On average, a burial with a cremation costs 4,500 euros, mm -hmm. including the gravesite, the ceremony, and the process cost, which involve the casket, the cremation itself, and the urn. And the process cost is about 2,100 euros And that's exactly the same price for a human composting from Meine Erde. Mm -hmm. And you could still add a ceremony and you still need to add a gravesite because in Germany, you're, you won't be allowed to take either ashes or the soil home. It always has to be buried on a cemetery. That's one of the issues as well, isn't it, with this whole model? Because that restricts people a lot. It, it, I mean, in fact, you don't have power over your body. Yeah, and um, if you if you look at what's happening with funeral law in Germany right now, everybody is hoping that there will be more liberalization, and we see that coming. We see more and more of the federal states thinking about opening that up. But for now, it is the situation, and many families are struggling with that. Because especially today, Families are more mobile. We don't live in, this, in the same village as our parents were born anymore. Mm. So where is actually the gravesite going to be? Where I live, where my parents live, where my grandparents used to live? Mm. What happens if I move away? So that is a real question. That's why more and more people are turning towards 
more natural methods. You can bury ashes in a forest or put it into the sea. And then wherever you go into a forest, you feel connected to your loved one and you don't have to go to that one specific gravesite. Mm -hmm. And that is something that needs to be coming also in, in, in Germany. Uh, there are other countries which are much more liberal already when it comes to offering people more sustainable grave sites in that way, if you mm. want to. I mean, if we look at, you know, the reactions that you've been getting here in Germany, um, I mean, how have the responses been? You say that people are hoping for more liberal laws, but is that is that really the case with everybody? Are, are Christians really in favor of this, in your experience? Yes, very much. So we are closely cooperating both with the Protestant and the Catholic Church. We are in close exchange with the Jewish and the Muslim community. And all religious groups see the benefit of human composting mm -hmm. because it's not about any Christian idea, for example, because we're of course, not talking about the soul. We don't know. That is up to everybody else. Mm -hmm. But that our body transforms into soil, well, that is a very biblical thing, soil to soil. That is written in the book. Mm. So we're just going very much along with Christian traditions here, for example. Mm. Um, and our first facility is actually in a in an unused chapel of the Protestant Church in Northern Germany. Right. The reason I specifically asked for Christians there is because, um, I mean, the Catholic Church, for instance, for a long time also had reservations um, over cremation, and always that they, they favoured burial uh, over cremation. It was only in, in 1963 that they sort of, you know, um, grudgingly went along with it and said, okay, cremation's okay, and uh, a Catholic will also enter heaven if he's cremated. Um, so, and, I mean, I, there are some voices, more perhaps conservative voices in the Catholic Church who sort of argue that the process of human composting um, and I'm quoting here, uh, reduces the human body to simply a disposable commodity. How do you feel about that? Well, well we have a moral ethical statement from the Catholic Church of Germany, which in essence says that they would always prefer a reerdigung. Mm -hmm. And in this case, we definitely would not want to use the word or the expression human composting, but natural organic reduction. So they would always prefer our process to a cremation because it is just going along with Christian beliefs much more than cremation does. Pablo, so what does the future hold? Um, you, I mean, this is all rather fresh and new. Can you give us some idea on, on how business is going or expanding or what your plans are? First of all, we are very, very grateful for all the feedback that we receive from families, from partners within the industry, funeral homes, grief consultants, which are really, really supporting the idea and helping us grow. We are receiving calls from families every day looking for an option uh, for uh, natural organic reduction here in Germany. So we really feel that this idea is here to stay. And now we need to make it available to everybody in Germany. We'll start in northern Germany. So very soon we'll be open our next facility in a larger facility in, in northern Germany. In the first federal state, the second federal state will be coming hopefully also within the first half of the year. We are in talks with uh, other federal states about 
change of their funeral law. So ideally, if the politicians understand the needs of the people, Reedigung could be available in six federal states by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And I think that expresses how much everybody's looking forward to that option. Pablo, perhaps just one final question and uh, on a personal level. Um, I mean, when, when your time comes, what would you like your children to do with your remains? Yes, first of all, of course, I want to be, I want to be turned into soil. And the idea that they could grow a, a cherry tree on my soil and one day my grandchildren or grand-grandchildren can climb in my tree, that is something that just feels very optimistic. And thinking about death and feeling optimism at the same time is something that makes me smile and that I'm really, I don't want to say I'm looking forward to it, but it feels really comforting. Pablo Metz, the founder of Meine Erde here in Germany. Thank you very much for your time and explaining your business model to us. It's very, it was very interesting. Thank you, Neil. It was a pleasure. Okay, well, I don't really have much to add at this point, other than that human composting sounds like a good idea to me. And I certainly also like uh, that image of, yeah, giving life to a new tree that my family can come and visit from time to time. And of course, if I can reduce my carbon footprint in death, why not? Anyway, please do let us know your thoughts on human composting. Our email address is onthegreenfence at dw.com. Many thanks to my colleague Natalie Muller and my sound engineer Michael Springer. And a big thanks to all our listeners for sharing and rating on The Green Fence. My name is Neil King. Take it easy and take care. Take care.